In this week's podcast, we take a look at the memorial event which took place online this weekend for the Apollo 15 command module pilot, Al Warden. And following the release of the new documentary about Challenger on Netflix, we discuss our favorite space documentaries. Thanks to everyone who subscribed or left a review on your favorite podcast platform. Don't forget to come and find us on social media at Space and Things One on Twitter and at Space and Things Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And enjoy episode four of the Space and Things Podcast. You're listening to the Space and Things Podcast with Emily Carney and Dave Giles. Hello, I'm Emily Carney. And I'm Dave Giles. Welcome to episode four of our podcast. It feels like ages ago since we recorded the last one, Emily. Um, how have you been? I'm doing great. Uh, I took a big jump yesterday and I booked a trip. I know during a pandemic, I'm probably going to get dragged for doing it uh, by listeners, but I actually booked a space trip. Oh, the yeah. The first one I've done for a long time, so... I think you know a little bit about it. But... I, I do, yeah. You, you messaged me and I'm quite excited about it. I do love the way you just said, I booked a space trip as if you've booked a flight on one of uh, Elon's Elon's next Starlink flights. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, I wish. No, um, I'm actually, uh, I had some Delta airline like credit and I was like, man, you know, I've wanted to go to Huntsville for years, but it's just either I couldn't afford to go at the time or just never, you know, the, it was just not the right time, you know? Yeah. And uh, so finally, I was like, you know, shoot, I'm just going to do it. So last night, I talked to my husband, and um, he he's not, like, controlling. I don't want th- people to think, oh, she had to ask permission. No, but I kind of like to let him know, you know, yo, I'm going to be gone for a few days <laughs> in November. <laughs> and I'm like, man, you know, I really would like to go to Huntsville. And he's like, why don't you go, man? It's, it's your credit. So I'm like, okay. So I booked a trip, and I'm going from November uh 6th to the 8th so um definitely while i'm there uh i'm probably going to record some content for space and things cool and of course it'll be protected uh the space and rocket center i believe is open tuesday through sunday and monday it's closed for um sterilization and cleaning so uh everything seems pretty safe and of course i'm going to be protected and all that so I'm really looking forward to it. I've never been there, and I know it's kind of weird circumstances to go, but I'm still really excited, so it should be really cool. I was there this time last year. It's one of the great places to go. I'm excited to to hear what what you think of it all. So, yeah, we'll save those conversations for another time. I think in November when you're there or uh, or after you get back, we'll have, I'm sure we'll have a wonderful catch-up about that place. But uh, between yes. now and then, if anyone has been to uh, the Rocket Center in, in Huntsville, Alabama, please let us know what you think and what Emily shouldn't miss out on uh, while she's there. I think that's important. Uh, that we try and get some tips for the, from those who have, have been there. Well, how are you doing? I, I hate to be like, yeah, I'm going on this oh. trip. And, so how are you? <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm good. I'm I'm fine. Plodding along here. I've been I've been watching a lot of documentaries this week. That's about what I've been doing. But more on that awesome. later. More, more on that, on that later. later. Yeah, same here. <laughs> Excellent. Same here. Charlie, it might sound corny, but the view is really out of this world. Right. We had a couple of comments <laughs> the back row that I won't repeat. 
So a few bits of news before we get started. Uh, this one's interesting. Some scientists at Cornell University, I think it's at Cornell University, have discovered the first exoplanet outside of the Milky Way. Uh, while, it's, while it was always assumed that planets probably did exist in other galaxies, we've never had evidence of it until now. Uh, so it's pretty crazy. It's apparently the size of Saturn and is about 28 million light years away, uh, which is, um, I suppose, just down the road. Uh, <laughs> which, yeah, just a little jump. D- yeah, just just down there. They found it using X-rays, which I think again, I just I just think is delightful. Um, and there's been a press conference at NASA this week, uh, trying to get the momentum going for the Artemis program. We've spoken about that quite a bit already. Um, but they've promised some new information. But it, to me, it seemed mostly what we already knew. Um, again, they're aiming to have a fir- the first crewed flight of the Orion capsule on top of the SLS, the Space Launch System, in 2023, with plans to land on the moon in 2024 and stay there for a week. Uh, they're also saying that the first modules of Gateway, which is the um, the new lunar space station, will be launched in 2023 as well. So it could be an exciting year, although personally I, I'm a little bit dubious about the timeline. Um, what do you think about all of this, Emily? As far as uh, the timeline is concerned, what you just said, I, I do feel the same way. When you think of 2023, that's really not very far from now. Wasn't really that long ago. They're like, oh, yeah, you know, SLS will be flying by 2018. Yeah. I, I know it's not the same NASA as it was then, but we know how much shuttle got delayed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it took like 12 years for the shuttle to, you know, from, okay, we're we're thinking about, you know, we're going to enter into this, and then 12 years later, it flew. So, um, and with SLS and, you know, Orion and Artemis and stuff, well, Artemis is a relatively new name, but the idea of SLS and Orion has been around for almost a decade, over Mm -hmm. a decade, probably. So, um, I don't know. I'm skeptical. I mean, I'll believe it when I see it kind of thing. Um, I think there was sort of an idea put about, I don't know, I forgot who put it out. But uh, I think this was like a, a God a, a while ago. But uh, that somebody was talking, I think at NASA about you know there might be a possibility they would put Orion on the uh, Falcon Heavy, maybe. Ah, uh, yeah. That's kind of a neat idea. I, I don't know if NASA is averse to that or not, but um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know really what the readiness of SLS is. I, I know they just did that a uh, booster test mm. out in uh, I think it was in Utah if I'm correct. Yeah. So um, I don't know. We'll see. I, I'm personally very skeptical, and I hate saying that. There's nothing I would love more than in 2023 and 24 us to be sitting here, not even sitting here, hopefully in Cape Canaveral or in at KSC. Oh, my KSC. God, could you imagine? You know, there's nothing I would love more for us to both be there, like reporting from, okay, they're going to land on the moon. That yeah. would be oh awesome. So Incredible. I, I hope that happens. You know, I really do. That would be really cool. So I'm keeping my fingers crossed, but I'm still kind of like, I'll I'll believe it when the, the press, you know, release goes out like, okay, you can uh, apply to go there and see the launch and see the landing. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll be there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think, um, I, I wonder whether this is a reaction to what Charles Bolden said last week, what we talked about last week, whether, whether NASA had to come out and just say, you know, we're still pressing ahead with SLS because I think there are there, there are rumors that they'll use they'll use Falcon Heavy instead to to meet the 2024 deadline. Um, but I think I think NASA are desperate to try and say no, we're we're sticking to our way and 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 probably felt they needed to to respond. 
Um, so they've kind of done it using this press conference. But as I said, there's no there's no real new inf- I didn't see any new information within what they've said. So um, it's just that they're just making sure that we know. Oh, we're still planning on doing this. We're still planning on doing this, and that's cool. But yeah, as you say, I just can't can't see it happening. The one bit of new information I have learned this week, but not from this press conference, is that the the plan with Artemis. Um, is in order to for them to not lose communication at any point, rather than do go round the back of the moon, they're gonna they're gonna insert themselves into a north south orbit of the moon. Oh, okay, that's really uh, cool, like a polar type orbit. Yeah, a polar okay. orbit. Um, so there's, there, they'll never lose comms with with, with Earth. Uh, okay, which is which I think is pretty cool. Uh, that is just because cool. that's marked like a notable difference from the Apollo program, um, and, and also like. It's impossible to compare this to the Apollo program on so many levels, but the Apollo program run to, to schedule on the whole uh, because they spent so much money on it, and that that's just not happening on this. It's not the the the, the level of budget doesn't exist for NASA at the moment no. to be able to reach these deadlines. I don't believe. Yeah, um, not so, even close. Yeah, so so I really do think if we if they're going to do the twenty twenty four thing, which still would be amazing, I think it's more likely to be via a commercial partner. Um, I agree. I agree. Which wouldn't be a bad thing. Yeah, I I wouldn't be averse to that. I I think that would still be fine, but... um, How cool would it be to to have people walking on the moon? I mean... (laughs) In in our lifetimes. I know. In our lifetimes. Because I've always felt like, you know, watching these documentaries... We're going to talk about them later in this show. I've always felt like watching TV and documentaries, I'm like... Man, if I could have just seen one Saturn V launch. Just one. That would have been awesome, you know? So yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm keeping my fingers crossed. Uh, I'm hoping in you know four years we'll uh, we'll both be at Kennedy Space Center doing a space and things uh, from the launch site. So we'll see, or from yeah, the inter- landing, or maybe in- interviewing someone on the moon via Zoom. Yeah, <laughs> how yeah. amazing could that be? That would be um. awesome. Yeah, you can all. I'm I'm I can always dream. I still dream of stuff like that. So I think yeah, that would yeah. be awesome. I don't think anything's really impossible. So. Yeah, so uh, th- so that's that's what's what we've had this week. Hello, Houston. The Endeavour is on station with cargo, and what a fantastic sight! Beautiful news, romantic, isn't it? Oh, this is really profound. I'll tell you, it's fantastic. On Saturday morning, Kalman Worldwide Inc. hosted an online event to celebrate the life of astronaut Al Warden. As we uh, many of us know, Al Warden was the command module pilot for Apollo 15. And uh, about 10 years ago, he uh, released a book uh, published by the Smithsonian called Falling to Earth. It was written, co-authored with Francis French, which uh, I highly, everybody has to read it. You got to go out there and get it. If you haven't read it yet, you got to get it now. Did you watch the service? I did. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was amazing. I, I thought it was yes. absolutely wonderful. Um, so, Corman Worldwide Inc. Um, Al had his scholarship and still w- will have his scholarship fund for Space Camp, for international students for Space Camp uh, through them. And he, he did a, um, quite a lot of work with them over the last few years, if, if I'm if I'm correct, along with uh, Charlie yes. Duke and Walt Cunningham. So, that's why they, yep. were, they were hosting that event. And essentially, it was a, a, a load of people had sent in videos, uh, messages about Al, who unfortunately died in in March, right at the start of of all the COVID craziness, uh, and I'm glad they've done this because he died at a time when it was clouded in other news stories, and he didn't get the 
the the the his chance in the light that he should have got, in my opinion. Oh, I agree. So, so this, uh, to me, it was a wonderful, wonderful event. Um, it seems to me, I, I don't know, Emily, like, but it seems to me, I never met him, but from all the, all the little videos and all the little messages beforehand, he seemed like the real deal. I mean, we, I, I glorify all these guys as being heroes of mine and stuff like that. But, and we've, we've spoken, you've spoken about how other, other astronauts are, are really nice and, and, and affable is that the word i'm looking for they're affable, friendly yeah. they're lovely but but al seemed to, from all these comments he seemed to be like one step above everyone else on that front i was really blessed uh to uh, be friends with al in the last decade of his life um and you are absolutely correct if you had met him you would have not been disappointed he was as awesome as everybody said he was um he was very friendly if you had you know a question for him or something you know, I'm sure he's heard the same questions a million times, but he would answer it. Um, he was actually kind of not really kind of he was very helpful for me just in research about, you know, Apollo and the shuttle, because I'm not from the Apollo era. Uh, I in my mind, I tend to compare everything with, you know, kind of Apollo versus shuttle because I grew up during the shuttle era mm. and I'm used to that. So uh, I would frequently ask him, you know, questions about the Saturn V and, you know, okay, are the abort modes on the Saturn V survivable? <laughs> you know, stuff like that. And he would be like, oh, yeah, you know, that he would answer the questions, you know, and stuff like that. He was also a lot of fun. Uh, he was extremely funny, had a great sense of humor. If he really liked you, he would kind of like poke at you a bit, not in a bad way, but not to be mean, but he would kind of like just mess with you. Mm. He was an amazing person and he's terribly missed in my life i i don't think it still really hit me that he's gone honestly because he was such a living person mm. i mean i know everyone's like well he was 88 and i'm like yeah but if you met him he wasn't 80 well you look at all the video all the video clips and some of which were from only last year he doesn't look 88 at all at all no he looked a lot younger uh which is quite, you know, there are 88-year-olds who look 88. They look 120, but he, he definitely doesn't. He was he looked young and energetic and uh, like a, he had a, a thirst for life in, in, in everything, you see, all the clips you see. Again, I, I didn't know him personally, but certainly in what, in what I've seen. He was. He, he truly, um, like you said, you know, he may have been... In his 80s, but um, uh, up until uh, the last few months of his life, he was very active. Um, he was very vibrant. He was really hip. Like, he understood memes <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> like, he got the humor. He wasn't, you know, some people you show memes, you're like, no, I don't get that. You, he would get it. Yeah, he would yeah. be like, oh, that's funny. And I'm like, how can you get this? <laughs> you're in your 80s, you know, but he did. He was had a really uh, pretty sophisticated sense of humor. He was one of those people he would talk to anybody. He didn't really have like a, you know, a hierarchy thing with yeah. people. Like, you know, some astronauts, they'll only really talk to the people who are paying them. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. And he was not like that. He would talk to anybody. So he was very open and friendly. Mm -hmm. um, I do have a few funny stories about him. I'll, I'll tell one. Yeah, that would be great. Um, I'll tell one story. This is actually from one of the last times I saw him. This was, uh, and I wrote about it in a uh, blog I did for the National Space Society around the time uh, he passed in March. Okay, last year, we, we uh, I was at the ASF, uh, the Astronaut Scholarship Foundation. Uh, they had a, like an Apollo 11 event, and it was during, held during a weekend, and there was like a pub crawl. 
there was a concert uh there was uh by uh i think edison's children which is rick armstrong's band and uh i think the alan parsons project and there were some other stuff too there were panels and you know just we basically just hung out that whole weekend you know but he was there we're you know at the hotel waiting for the bus to take us to um the concert that night and so we're in kind of the lobby just waiting you know blah 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 and i'm standing next to uh an astronaut child like a uh, an adult child of a an astronaut i'm not gonna say who it was because <laughs> she seemed like a very nice person but very just media shy which i understand yeah she probably is not into talking to journalists with journalists at all so i'm standing next to her and we were just chit-chatting you know just like you know whatever and al comes up and al did not have an inside voice he would just say whatever he thought and it would be loud as possible he comes up and he says hey Hey, that's my friend. You better not mess with her because she'll write a bunch of bad things about you. She's a journalist and I wanted to die. So he says this and the poor, the astronaut child was like, just, I could see her like skittering away from me. Like, you know, a a cockroach on a light switch. Like she's like, see ya. Like, and I'm like, no, 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 I'm not covering this event. I'm just here to have fun. I'm not writing about this. And I didn't. I'm like, oh, it's all good. And he saw me like squirming because I could, I swear to God, I can see him like out of the corner of my eye to right now. And he had his arms folded over his Hawaiian shirt and his eyes are burning on me. And I can see him staring at me like, how's she going to get out of this one? (laughs) So I'm like, oh, it's, you know, so I'm trying to get out of this. Like, oh, I'm here just to, you know, just to watch the show. I'm just, you know, I'm not going to write about anything. And then he says, remember, she's a journalist. And I was like, oh, my God. So I just quit. I was like, whatever. So finally, I just got in the bus and I just I just quit. And I think um, on a happier note, I think I did mend my relationship later that night with the astronaut <laughs> oh, <good>. child. <laughs> so because we started talking again and um, this person's actually really cool. Yes. Yeah, so that's one Al Warden story. If he liked you, he would mess with you. Oh, I like that. My kind of guy. The best thing, though, was I could feel his eyes on me like, how are you going to get your way out of this one, Carney? And I was like, oh, my God, no. So that was pretty funny. And I have other stories. Um, Oh, my God. I don't know if this one I should tell. I have a signed bedpost from him. <laughs> I don't I don't want to know. I think that's got to be it. I think just just let's yeah. just leave it at that. Just leave it at that. Yeah. Uh, long story. I, I received a signed bedpost from him. <laughs> Amazing. So, That's wonderful. Uh, yeah, I, I don't want to yes. know that story. Well, I do, but I think it's better to not know it. <laughs> yeah, we'll just leave it yeah, at yeah. that. So. I, I will leave a link to your um, the article that you wrote after he died within the, the description of the, of the podcast. It's important. Uh, a lot of people might not know who Al Warden is. Obviously, he was the, the command module pilot for, for Apollo 15, and he's still a record holder because he, he was the very first person to do a, a, a deep space... Uh, EVA or, or spacewalk. He was the first person to do one out, not walking on the moon, but actually out in space, uh, flying around. And there's only one photo of it, and it's like of his ass. Yeah. Uh, it's of his butt. Yeah. I went to a talk he did once, and he was like, Yeah, you know, Irwin comes out, gets one shot, and then the camera jams. And he's like, I'm not a conspiracy type person, but, you know, and then he's like, So yeah, they got the one shot of my ass, you know, and I was like, Oh my God. It's so funny. And of course, I, the picture comes up on the screen and it's just that one yeah, yeah. picture. 
the event the event was wonderful i will also post it the, the youtube link to uh for pe- anyone who, who might want to go back and watch that because it's great to see there's 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 uh there's people you'll know uh there's people you don't know but people from all around the world and uh and his family are involved and and i i just found it wonderfully moving also didn't know he was he was a beatles fan and for me that was a real moment and and the the, the way it ended on on mother nature's uh song which is such a beautiful song uh, I will never listen to that song song the same. It's funny that you said that because I swear I'm not making this up. Like I swear to you about it, like probably two years ago. This was before Al died. This was like he was still around. I was listening to the White Album and um, I, I don't know. I just I, I for some reason that song came on. I was like, man, this is about Al. <laughs> you know, he was a Michigan farm boy and he went like all the way to the moon. You know, yeah, he was yeah, Mother yeah. Nature's son. You know, it, there was just something about me that reminded me of him. And to hear that at the end of the mor- memorial was, I was like, I just started, oh my gosh. I, I was pretty emotional. So it was, I felt that was perfect. So yes, I totally agree with you. Yeah, good good job to, to everyone involved in that because it was wonderful. Hey, congratulations. This is real good. As we mentioned last week, Challenger, The Final Flight, was released on Netflix last Wednesday. It's a brand new four-part documentary about the tragedy, and we've both now had a chance to watch it. Uh, so, Emily, what, what's uh, what's your verdict on this documentary? Oh boy, um, it's it's. I loved it. I thought they did a beautiful job. Uh, but uh, all I'm saying is, by the third episode, you might want to pause uh, if you're a space enthusiast, even if you don't remember this event. Um, if you were born after the event. Um, you may want to just pause and get a drink or something, uh, an adult beverage, just because it is so sad and maddening and ultimately hopeful. It, it runs kind of the gam- uh, gamut of a lot of emotions. So uh, I-, I highly recommend it, but just know when you get into it, you're probably going to feel a lot of different things <laughs> yeah, in it. There's been so many sensationalist documentaries over over time about this Um so to see this well, again, that was the fear with this, that this would be another like that, but it wasn't, and it was great having the family members involved. I, although I didn't learn anything new, I don't think. If now anyone asks me about it, I, I will happily send them the way of this, with a caveat that episodes three and four are just heartbreaking. Uh, yes, and, and you're going to get upset uh, if you have a heart. It, it's done really well and and, and I've had people contact me because obviously these things flash up on Netflix and I've had people contact me who don't really know anything about space but watched it and they've all said how how amazing they think it is um it, Dick Scobie's wife is an absolute saint on, on yes, it yes she's, she's the, incredible she's definitely the star she's got so much grace uh, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed every time she was on the screen I feel like the whole thing is uh, a study in guilt. If you're watching it just in terms of a human connection thing and not necessarily with the, with the, with the space flight mindset on or enthusiast mindset on, it's it's a pure exercise in guilt. From the, and, and the people they've got on, for example, I forget the guy's name, but the child actor at the time who was at the launch and they had him on. I forgot his name. He was Ralphie in A Christmas Story. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> So he was on it and he was at the launch and just, so he was just someone there who was watching and yes, he'd met uh, Krista, but seeing his guilt just from being there watching 
Uh, and then obviously seeing the guilt of, of fellow astronauts and, and the people that built the, the, the rocket. And, and it's fascinating. Just, you see how it's affected different people in different ways. And some people you're like, yes, that's the response I wanted from you. And other people you're just maddened with for the f- for for how they don't seem to have accepted any responsibility that they may have. And the way they had these people look into the camera and say it was just... Oh, you, like, I nearly I nearly threw my phone, which I was watching it across the room. I was that angry. It's just a very well well done uh, documentary. And as much as you can enjoy something like that, I did enjoy it. I felt the main focus on the documentary wasn't really on the, the disaster as much as like the, the astronauts and their families, mm. which I thought was great because not every um, Challenger related show or documentary has been like that. A lot of them keep focusing on the moment of disaster which yeah this didn't do yeah this didn't really do it i mean obviously um for those who haven't watched the show it does show what happened um it more or less talks about you know the actual victims the people who died what who they were Mm. you know what their families were like you know and we get to meet their families and for me that was very moving um you know since this whole adventure and you know space flight you know history has started i've been very lucky to befriend some of the astronaut families you know and um and it's just you can't i can't imagine i mean i i try to look i look at them and i'm like i don't know what it must have been like to you know that oh yeah that's my dad up there you know yeah that's my you know whatever that's my i just can't imagine Mm. what if that oh my god like you know you try to put yourself into that situation like what if that was somebody i loved or that i cared about you Mm. know my friend what you said about the lack of guilt that I don't want to be negative because ultimately I don't think it was a, I don't think it was a negative mini series whatsoever. I, I think it did end on an episode of hope yeah, definitely and optimism. Did. I'll be real. I was very shocked by the lack of contrition. Some people had. Yeah. I was like, so you're sitting here telling this to the camera in a documentary with the family members in it. Yeah. Like for real, like be, you know, be a professional, like, I think I um I was taking <laughs> I don't know why I'm admitting this um I had a few drinks by the fourth episode and I was writing notes in a notepad <laughs> and um one of my notes was so mean and I think it actually said it didn't have a cuss word in it but it, I think it said you know sociopaths or something else like yeah. something because like that. that's how I felt it was like there was no remorse. Um, there was no, yeah, no remorse. Just, oh yeah, I would have done it the same way. And I'm like, you, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I've been in a few limited, you know, leadership positions in my life. And it's just like, you screw up. You know, my thing is just be transparent. Tell people, okay, this is exactly what I did. And this is how I messed up. Yeah. You know, and I accept responsibility for this. And this is how, you know, there was none of that. I, I felt incredibly sad, not just for the astronauts who died, and their families, but I felt very sad for the people who worked at NASA at the time because that was the culture, yeah. you know? I mean, if you're in a culture where you have to... Sally Red had to pass, like, a note, like, you know, clandestinely to somebody during the Rogers Commission stuff, you know, if you have to do that and worry about losing your job, that's crazy to me. Yeah, my one criticism is, is they perhaps could have explored that a little bit more, uh, particularly in regards to the astronaut office, uh, they seem to just ignore that side of it a little bit and, and how, I mean, although they did talk to a couple of other astronauts, I, th- I feel like 
they didn't delve into the what was the culture like did you have fears they kind of did but not really were you relaying your fears about the shuttle which they had to people could you were you allowed to what happened if you did express things and and you know this is uh, i'm sure you've read mike Milan's book he yes. covers that really well so if people have watched the documentary and want to know more about that side of it i'd recommend riding rockets um be- because that that does go into that side of it and I, I i feel it's an important part and as you say there's that culture of of uh, having that openness and being able to speak up and speak out when something doesn't look right and not fearing your job. And uh, weirdly today, I saw someone ask, oh, his name escapes me, the the, the, the president of uh, United Launch Alliance. Tory Bruno. Yes. Someone asked Tory Bruno on Twitter today what he learned most from the Challenger accident. And he was saying that it, it's how important it is to have a culture that is open and, uh, that was that's the biggest thing he took away having that 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 speak out culture within within the ethos of what you're doing uh, especially when you're doing something as dangerous as space flight and and uh, yeah. and that's got to be the the lesson learned really and and yeah so good good documentary i i really enjoyed it i mean it's it's not a happy watch all the time but um i did enjoy it and i do recommend it yeah. so and yep. we were both nervous about it so for us to both both be that Way I think I think that says a lot. Absolutely. Today, up here where the blue sky turns to black, we can say at long last to Dick, Mike, Judy, to Ron and L, and to Krista and Greg. Dear friends, we have resumed the journey that we promised to continue for you. Dear friends, your loss has meant that we could confidently begin anew. Dear friends, your spirit and your dream are still alive in our hearts. With that new documentary coming out, uh, it feels appropriate to talk about our favourite documentaries. Now, I did put something on Twitter about this and ask people for for uh, their thoughts on what their favourite documentaries were. And I was surprised. About five people all responded saying the Challenger, the Challenger documentary was now one of their favourites, uh, which, I, again, shows how, so how powerful that, that was. Um, but o- over the course of the year, there's been loads. I've got some VHSs up there from 25 years ago, <laughs> uh, which I, I, I need to... I probably need to rewatch, um, but my memory of them is they're all quite static and stale, uh, even though I love them. Uh, but re- recently, um, documentaries have really, really come alive. Uh, the, the the cleaned up footage and the production standards that that people have brought to, to documentaries recently, uh, they're now not just talking heads. Uh, and I think because the 50th anniversary of Apollo, we've had a lot more as well, and, and people are starting to think out the box. So, do you have a favourite, Emily? Oh gosh, uh, that's kind of like asking me what my f- uh, favorite kid is. If I, well, I don't have kids, but um, if I did, there's actually uh, four of them. I'm embarrassed to say this because that's a lot. Um, there's actually four that really I uh, really enjoy. Uh, one of them I think is a dis- uh, from the Discovery Channel, and it's called uh, "When We Left Earth." Okay. Uh, the NASA missions, and it, it really goes from the beginnings of a uh, human spaceflight to a uh, shuttle. Mm. So uh, I really enjoyed that one. It, it kind of has talking heads, but um, if you if you're kind of a newbie at space history, it's a really I feel it's a really good overview, and they include Skylab, which is really nice, nice. because it often gets some it, of these it often gets ignored. Yes. A lot of these, you know, TV programs, it's like and Skylab happened next, and you're like, <laughs> really, like, come on, you know. 
Um, the next one I really liked was uh, uh, Last Man on the Moon. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I thought, for me, it was such a moving portrait of a of a lion in winter, you know, kind of coming to terms with his, you know, coming to terms with his past and, you know, kind of maturing into the elder statesman of space flight. I really loved it. I just felt it was, oh, God, I'm getting emotional thinking about it. I, um, I really miss Gene Cern, and he was really awesome, and he was just such a, like, tireless, I mean, almost to the end, just a... Like like Al Warden, just a tireless promoter of space flight, and um, I just think that's such a moving portrait of him, you know. Mm. And um, it, oh boy, Oof, I'm getting emotional thinking about it. Um, next, <laughs> I'm like trying to change the subject. Next is a uh, Michigan Troll. Uh, I believe it's by the same people who did Last Man on the Moon, and I loved it. Uh, it's it really uh gives a lot of uh, credence to the people who worked in the trench. Uh, because uh, really, until the book uh, Go Flight came out, and there's also a podcast, uh, there was a podcast at least called that. You know, there'd been some books by um, like Gene Kranz and, you know, uh, Chris, Chris Craft uh, and all that. So there had been a couple books, but Go Flight was really the a great overview of like the whole like, you know, it really explained it from its origins, which I thought was you know, it was a book that needed to be written. Mm-hmm. And um, when the documentary came out, I was just, I just loved it. It was so neat to, you know, see those guys in action, see them finally get like their moment, yeah. you know? And um, the last one I'm kind of biased because I'm the technical advisor for it is Searching for Skylab. Ah. Um, yes, I uh, I actually helped with that one. So I'm a little, I, I have to say I'm probably a little biased and I probably have a conflict of interest. Uh, saying this but um <laughs> i do have to say i really loved it just because skylab is just never discussed like yeah. and i'm and as uh, i think everybody knows this i'm a skylab freak so um i seeing all the archival footage that i I'd, I'd never really seen before uh uh dwight steven uh uh i'm saying his name wrong i'm sorry dwight uh dwight steven uh Benecki did just the most incredible job on it uh the, I just loved it. Um, yeah, and I'm and I and shout out. I'm in the uh, mutiny part of the film. So, I- <laughs> or the no, they're the anti-mutiny part of the film. So just so you know, Amazing. I am in there. I actually ordered that this week because uh, so I'm, I'm going to be. Hopefully, that will be delivered soon, so I can I can finally watch that. Yes. So yeah. Oh, that well, we're, we're not too far away. I mean, I've not seen when we left the earth. I, I will try and track that one down. And the search for Skylab, a few people did mention that one. So, uh, so I went on and found the Kickstarter link and, and and managed to find the shop. And and there's still some copies left, so I managed to get myself one. Um, but yeah, for for me, that the Mission Control film is beautiful. It's the same company. You're right. It's the same company as Last Man on the Moon. They also made one called Armstrong that came out last year. I don't know if you saw yes. that. Yes, I did see it. I, I enjoyed it. What what all three of those have in common is that high production standards have cleaned up the stuff really well. The soundtrack is just really moving on all of them. They use really clever music that, that just helps to bring the emotional st- side of it out. And uh, within the Mission Control, it's just, it's, it's, the, the music they use is just wonderful. But the scene where they all walk back into the, into the control room and they're really old and, and they're sitting there and then they all get their moment to turn to the camera. And I know it's not all the ones that are left alive, but the ones they chose to focus on in the movie. I, I got emotional just seeing these boys, old boys sitting there. And yes, it is old boys. But I also like the fact that, that they 
focused it on the new people as well and how the new people look back at the old people. And when you see the change in the new people, that it's not all men anymore and and that the culture has changed within that. It's a lot more diverse culture within Mission Control now and that's great to see. But yeah, Bill Moon in it is just wonderful, and and uh, oh, they're all wonderful. It's such a great yes, documentary. Bill Moon is that, amazing. He's a wonderful guy. Yeah, uh, and I, I I got to meet him last year in Houston, and he was just delightful, delightful. I think he was impressed that someone recognised him. But uh, I think that was what's what's great about for for those guys that they now have have a they've become stars within the world, really, haven't they? That that yes, you, you wouldn't walk past them anymore. Whereas you may have done five years ago unless you really knew who you were looking for. So it's great that they've been given that opportunity. Uh, and and the last man on the moon, I don't I don't think it's been rivaled. I really don't think it's been rivaled for a documentary. Oh it, boy. For, again, I got to watch it again now. From that opening scene where he's sitting at a a bullfighting uh sorry, bull riding at a rodeo as you call it. Yeah. Um and he's just a a, a, a man in the crowd. And he's watching old man in the crowd, watching pulling the faces, yeah. and then they cut it in with footage of him doing his training at NASA, and then back to oh, him boy. and Ooh. him being on the moon, and he's there, and no one around is aware that he's the he's the last person to currently walk on him, and and that juxtaposition, it's it's wonderful, and I just find him inspiring. There's a special, there's a there was a they. The, a special edition Blu-ray set that got released last year with some deleted scenes and extra scenes, and there's a there's a scene in it called Ad Astra which absolutely broke me. Uh, if you've got that, oh then, boy, then I don't even just the regular just the regular version broke me. Because yeah, it was exactly. Just, you know, oh my god, I I hate to say this because you know I know Gene was kind of a a proud man. You know, I don't mean proud like you know oh full of himself, but you know he. You know, he was handsome and he, you know, he liked to look a certain way and stuff. And, you know, the scene where he's with his old, you know, his buddy, <laughs> yeah. I think his Navy buddy or something, and he's trying to get on the horse and uh, he's kind of struggling, struggling, you know, because he's older and he's got some physical issues. Um, That part really was like, oh, my gosh, you know, they're mortal, just like just like we are, you know, and oh, yeah, my God, yeah. I'm about to start crying. It was just I think they put that because at first I was like, why did they put that in just to make me cry? And then I was like, I think the filmmakers were trying to say, you know, we all get older, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, and time waits for nobody. And yeah, I was just like, wow, it's just something about that just really moved me. Like he's a person too, just like the rest of us. Mm. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, I, I loved it so much. I wrote a song about it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, t- to me, it was it was a real defining moment watching that for the first time. And and the day he died, I, I remember going down to the Science Museum in London where we've got the Apollo 10 capsule, which he was he was in, and, and wow. ha- having a little vigil there, and then coming home and putting that on, uh, and and being really yep. f- being really frustrated because this was crazy. So he died. I go to the to Science Museum. Mm. It's the only Apollo command module which isn't in America. So it's amazing mm-hmm. it's in London, right? I, and we're, I'm very lucky that it's just down the road from me. And they didn't, they hadn't put anything up. They hadn't even printed out anything to say, oh, one of the guys that, that, that flew this died this morning, which I thought was just like poor form, really, really poor form. Yeah. Uh, and was re- I was really angry about it because I felt it's, that's, that's, as much as, as as he means a lot to me, I just felt it's a way of inspiring people. If you can put a human... It's just a tin can, right? The command modules, if you don't know what they are, they're, they're a little bit weird to see. 
So if you were to put something up that day saying one of the guys who flew in this 50 years ago died today, that could have made someone stop for a moment and go, what is this? Yeah. Where did this go? Who was in there? A, 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 yeah, and who were these people? And it's the human face, the science, which uh, and, and exploration, which when, when you've just got a room full of tin cans, I think that's important. And uh, a group of school kids went past at, at that precise moment. I'm having this thought, and, and, and they're with their teacher, and one of them says, Miss, 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 what's that? And the teacher just teacher says this, it's just some spaceship. Oh boy! I I nearly I lost it. I nearly out. I nearly I lost it. Out. I was like, I you like, are, what? You, you've completely neglected your duty as a teacher in that moment, right there. Number one, it's not just some spaceship. It's it's the it's the thing that's gone faster, carried humans faster than anyone has ever been travelled before. Yes. There's so many things about that particular spaceship. It's the it's the second moon mission and the dress rehearsal for Apollo. There's so much more to it than that. And one of the guys died. And and so then I came home and watched a documentary and was just sitting there crying. And that was the point where I was like, I need to write a song. So I did. So that documentary, I just think it's it's amazing. And and if you haven't seen it, you have to see it. It's just done so well. Um, the, the other one, the, the Armstrong movie that they did last year, the same company did last year, um, is good. I, I, I do like it. It's it's a similar kind of vibe. Um, but unfortunately, because he, he's not around to tell the story, it's, it's a lot yeah. of other family members. And that's great. There's one great scene with Christopher Craft where they talk about uh, who made the decision uh, to to walk first. Yes, buzz on I you. think I remember and it's this. It's amazing. That's it's worth watching for that one scene where and he's just great. He was great value in all these documentaries. Always has been because he just says it, says it how he sees it. But he was on fine form in that in that documentary. Yes. I wow, I do remember that, and I was like, I think my mouth was open. I was like, okay, yeah, all right then. There you have it. So, so I want to do some honorable mentions. Uh, I mean, that that is my favorite. So, I want to do some honorable mentions. One because a few people have have pointed these out, and and two, uh, I think they're good. Uh, Mercury Thirteen is stunning documentary. Yes. Yes. If you haven't seen it, you have to see it. This is about the 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 women who uh, apply to be astronauts at the same time that the Mercury program was going on and they were, yeah. they were declined and their story and the fact they went through all the testing and were essentially told they could do it, but it didn't happen. And it's ridiculously powerful and seeing what happened with them later on in their lives and what they ended up doing. I mean, I didn't know about these people before I watched this documentary. I think, yeah, I'd, yeah, I think I'd heard of one of them, but it's amazing. Yeah. They went through, um, I think they went through a lot of the same, the, I want to say the, a majority of the same testing that the astronauts went through at yeah. the Lovelace, yeah, at yeah, the yeah. Lovelace uh, clinic. And, um, but um, I think they were going to do kind of like a second study. And for some reason it got um, with NASA and it got canceled. Uh, and yeah, so that's kind of where the movie starts. Like, okay, why can't we have, you know, women in space so it is it is i agree it is it is excellent it's a little frustrating if you're if you're watching it and you're a woman you're kind of like yeah well, i can't imagine you're like but, really yeah. like you know i mean just and um yeah that's all i'm gonna say i don't want to ruin it too much but um it does have a happy ending because uh we do see women in space eventually it just took a really long time but um yeah it, it's kind of amazing to me how you know in the United States, everybody thinks, you know, oh, it's so progressive. And in the 60s, it really was not. Yeah, yeah, you know? exactly. So, 
It is kind of an eye opener, so I would definitely see it. Yeah, uh, I think I think it's a, a really wonderful. Um, there's there's one on Amazon at the moment, Amazon Prime. It's also on YouTube, I think. It's called the Apollo Experience, and it's about Apollo 17. And it looks like they intended on doing every single mission, but the only one that seems to be online is Apollo 17. And essentially, they've just used all the the the, the raw footage from the mission. And they've got some interviews from the time. It's it's kind of like the Apollo Eleven film that that we spoke about for so long last week, but uh, not as cleaned up. And it's really okay. It's actually really good. Uh, I need and to it, check that it, one it show, out. It shows a bit more of what they did on the moon and, and the science, but it, ha- it has some great visuals in it as well. And, and um, so, so yeah, that's if you if you watch Last Man on the Moon and you want to know more about that particular mission, it's worth it. And Ron Evans is just wonderful. I, I just think he was he, he was wonderful. Anyway, one other honourable mention for me uh, is uh, In the Shadow of the Moon. I really enjoyed that. Yes! Oh, my God, I love that one. That one, to me, is a really, really good one It's because uh, it's just the astronauts who went to the moon who were still alive at the time talking about it, and, and uh, I, I, think, I think that's a really good one. A lot of people have said Chasing the Moon, which I think was out last year, and I, I, I yeah, I haven't seen that one, so I've ordered that. one I actually as well. enjoyed it a lot. Um, there's a, I, I actually like Chasing the Moon. I, I watched it. I felt it was excellent. Um, basically, it, it talks about uh, the Apollo program, and it kind of juxtaposes it against you know the social problems in the United States around right. that time. And um, there's a book also that accompanies it uh, by uh, Robert Stone, who made the film. And I'm probably ruining his name. Alan, I'm so sorry. Alan Andres. A-N-D-R-E-S. Uh, he's, uh, if he's listening, I'm so sorry. I really enjoyed it because it, it, if, if you weren't around during that time, I was not. Um, it really illuminates, you know, what that era was like and, you know, what, you know, the kind of, you know, push-pull between, you know, the, you know, the hippies and, you know, just all the stuff kind of going on in the era that, you know, politically, socially, and then Apollo just kind of happens on top of all that. So right. it's really, it's really good. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, that's the kind of thing I think I'm going to enjoy. So I've ordered it. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that one. But yeah, there are loads. And then anyone else, if we have missed them out, please do send your reviews. Uh, we, we would love to hear you. But but I think for, for me, definitely, Last Man on the Moon is just, just outstanding. And uh, if you were going to pick one to watch this week, I would, I would definitely hunt that one out and, and followed by Mission Control. Yes, I, I do agree. I think those are both really uh, fine documentaries. Last Man on the Moon, uh, oh, gosh. Like, I can't even think about it without getting, like, emotional just because it was just so beautifully done. Yep, 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 100%. Oh, I'm glad we agree on that. I'm glad. Yes! <laughs> That's beautiful. This has got to be one of the most proud moments of my life, I guarantee you. So that's all we have time for this week. Uh, looks like we've got an exciting week coming up. There's a few launches scheduled, uh, including the, the Delta Four Heavy, the, the Enrol uh, 44 launch. I, I don't know if I'm saying that right. Is it N-R-O-L, Enrol? I don't know how they say it, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that's that been scheduled for, for this weekend. Also, there's going to be a, a Blue Origins launch this weekend, if the weather holds out for both of those. Uh, and no doubt, I'm sure, a Starlink launch will happen if other launches are going on. Uh, so... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's it for now so uh, again thanks to everyone who got in contact to, to share their favourite documentaries uh, and I have as I said ordered a few already um, so I will look forward to, to watching them and others so please do get in touch because I'm a real sucker for a documentary and thanks to all of those who have been leaving reviews on your favourite mm. podcast platforms uh, it's really been helpful for us so please give us a rating if you get some time 
massive thank you for that. And and an extra special thanks uh, to those who have got involved on our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash space and things. Uh, there are a load of extra bonuses, including finding out who our next guests are and being able to submit your questions to them. And you can get a cartoon version of yourself in a flight jacket like Emily and I have as our avatars. Yes, you can get a cute avatar. Yeah. Um, but yes, uh, but mostly we'd like to thank you for listening and we hope you've enjoyed this episode and we hope to see you next week for episode five of Space and Thanks. And remember, in space, no one can hear you mean. Space and Things has been brought to you by And Things Productions. 